Hey guys, and welcome to this edition of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Not only is it a little bit late, but it's going to sound really, really odd. This is the part where me and Shane usually break down the episode, talk about our week and things like that, but um, I'm recording at a very uh, um, different part of the week where no, Shane's at work, and I've just got back from Ireland, which is why the episode is a little bit late. So my dad uh, became really poorly and on... Uh, I'm going to say Saturday night at 9 o'clock. <clears throat> it was decided that I was I was going to go over to Ireland and spend time with my family, uh, go and see my dad because he was poorly in hospital. And by, <laughs> by 8 o'clock the next morning, I was on a ferry on the way to Ireland. <laughs> a bit shell-shocked. Um, and I was there for three nights. And, uh, yeah, you know, I... I was I was on the ferry. I had loads, I took a microphone with me because I'm a workaholic, and I knew I'd be on on the buses and on ferries to things for you know many hours. And there was there were opportunities where I could sit and record monologues and things. I had the episode already edited, um, and I <laughs> I remember setting up my microphone, and I was chatting to some some guy next to me about where he was going and blah blah blah. And I said I leaned into him. I was like, I'm going to do some recording now. It's going to get super awkward. So then I press, uh, I lean into the microphone, I press record, and I go, and welcome to this week's edition of the show. Nah, I turned the thing off, unscrewed my stand, put it in the bag. I was like, no, that's super embarrassing. There's just people all around the lounge just looking at me as I leaned in to do that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't in the right state of mind, to be honest. But anyway, this is a great episode to bring to you. Uh, it's, a, it's a bumper episode, two two different things. The first half, you're going to hear some some quite quiet audio uh, with uh, me, Amanda, and um, and Helen from the Flower Show. Uh, the guys from the Flower Show have been quite supportive, and I'm going to be supportive of them. So, you know, so how these things work? I, I went to uh, to their HQ, which is um, in the in the quarry, uh, a nice thatched house. That's uh, by the Blue Gates, uh, we had a really good chat. I, I, we didn't have an awful lot of time to set up the the full, you know, studio shebang. Yeah, so uh, I took the task cam, set it in the middle of the room, and we sat and we had a chat. Uh, you may need to turn your audio up, just do your volume just a little bit up, you know, to to catch up. It's a, re- a really good interview. We talk about what people have got to look forward to with the flower show, a little bit of history about it, and uh, how it compares to last year. I found it fascinating. I learned a lot. You know, so hopefully you do too. And for the next part of the show, you're going to have to turn your volume down uh, as opposed to turn it up because uh, I'm at the Camera Beer Festival at St. Mary's. I want to say thank you to Nori Porter for inviting me to to the Camera Beer Festival. It was a really good night. Um, uh, <laughs> i got to apologize. Um, I mean, first of all, the, the audio sounds great because I've got lots of... Th- there was like 300, there were like 300 people in St. Mary's uh, hustle and bustle and whilst I'm doing the interview. And you can hear me and Nori clearly over the hustle and bustle. And it's uh, it's quite a nice bit of audio. I quite like, uh, you know, atmospheric sounds. I think it sounds really cool. Uh, so that's why you have to turn it up because it's quite loud. Um Turn it down, sorry. Don't turn it up. Turn it down. Uh, and that, so, yeah, I want to say thank you to Nori um, because he invited me. We, I got there. We did the audio, the interview, and he was like, okay, like, you don't pay entry. Here is a free glass. 
and here is a gold band to wear. And I was like, ooh, what's a gold band? And he's like, oh, you don't pay for drinks. No, you're, you get drinks for free. That's how he sounds. You'll hear later in the episode. And uh, and that's what happened. And uh, <laughs> I want to apologize <laughs> to everyone I spoke to uh, that didn't make it into the episode. It is not your fault at all. It's definitely mine. See, when I when I interview people, um, I, <laughs> I try I try and keep like a, a certain level of calmness about me because I can be quite a loud chap. And um, the first interview I did with uh, somebody that grabbed me to speak to me uh, was great. And then the the, the second couple, uh, the, the the last two, sorry, uh, I'd had a bit too much to drink. And now I don't get I think it's lost. I don't I don't get stupid drunk like. You know when I'm out wearing a Shrewsbury biscuit T-shirt, but I did get to the point. I did get to the point where um, I couldn't control the volume of my voice. You know, so I was kind of shouting down the microphone. I didn't like that. So that won't. They, the last two interviews I did won't be included on this episode, but uh, the one I did with Jerry will be. That'll kind of make sense as you as you go through it. And can I just say thank you to everybody that's been so supportive of the biscuit at the moment? Uh, you know, being involved with. With the Flower Show, with Phil Gillum, the Beatles Weekend, uh, with the Camera Beer Festival. Um, with the, I mean, I'm looking at my board now, and I've got, I've got like three interviews already planned for this month. Extinction Rebellion are coming around at the weekend. Then I've got I'm going to see Sarah Hopper at the Ferntail B and B, and then Wednesday I'm going to speak to Joe from the Folk Festival. And then the weekend, that weekend, I'll be doing the the, the, the flower show. We're going to be there walking around with our shoes, we best get t-shirts and microphones and stuff. Uh, and it's such a huge opportunity. And, you know, so thank you for everybody for entrusting us with with that. And uh, hopefully things get bigger and better. And I'm being beaten up with a, an inflatable Spider-Man by my child now. I'm going to have to leave you. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoy it. Make sure you... You share it with your friends. Tell people about us because uh, we're growing every week and it's because of you guys and, uh, you know, you're telling people how great we are. Um, we should be back to normal next week. Um, I, you'll probably hear off Shane. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a smashing week. And a quick message before we go into the episode. Get well, Dad. Um, do what the doctors tell you and make sure you rest. Uh, um, otherwise, uh, I'll be... Uh, I'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. That's what he used to tell me when I was a kid. Yeah. Do as you're told. Listen to the doctors and get well soon. Guys, much love to you all and uh, enjoy the episode. Peace out. Thank you very much for joining me on the on the shoes with biscuit. Um, I'm Alex, and uh, today I've come to talk to you about the the flower show. Um, this year's flower show, which uh, I'm going to get onto a bit later on, because I want to explain my first experience with the flower show. But first of all, can I just get like an introduction to who you are and what you're what we are doing with the sh- with the flower show this year? Okay, my name's Amanda Jones, and I'm a member of the general committee and executive committee. I'm also chair of the marketing subcommittee and I'm on the arena subcommittee. 
as you can see, there are lots of different committees that were formed together to then bring the show um, to put the show. It's on. quite a driving force. It's, it's a lot of people involved with what's with what's going on. Um, I mean, I'll put this question for later on. How long does it take to plan something of this size? Well, Maybe. it's year round. Yeah. As soon as one show finishes, you start prepping for the next. You might be prepping for two years in advance. It's a continual process. It seems to be lots of working parts. Uh, um, how many, around about, so how many people are involved with planning this? It's 40, 42 on the committee. That's 42 on the committee. And then we've got, so 42 on the committee, and then we've got one, three, four, five, six staff in the office. Five, six. Do you get lots of volunteers offering their services to help you, you know, kind of, let's, let's be a part of the show? You know. On the show days, we yeah. have um, volunteers who are stewards, um, yeah. and they enjoy doing that. Then we have people on the gates. Mm. So it takes a lot of people to put this together and to put it on. And so there's a briefing um, a few nights before the actual show when everyone comes together and sort of does health and safety and make sure everyone's on the same page. They've got all the information that they need for the actual two days of the show. It's 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 crazy how big it is and it last year it took me by surprise. So this time last year I was kind of thinking about the Shrewsbury biscuit. I hadn't quite put it all together yet. And the idea was always just to do what I'm doing now is to illustrate all the great things about the town and what goes on around here. And I live just in Bellevue and it's a kind of religious sort of like every Thursday or Friday I take my little boy walk down the river to the quarry to the park and the one day I walked in and there was just lorries driving up and down there was gates being put up there was these big white tents as I can see now there's just crazy people's caravans everywhere um, and I was just like Ooh, what's this <laughs> you know it was like Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas what's this what's this you know um, and it, it really is quite big like how long has this been going for? Like, I don't want to like give you, you know, you don't have to give me precise dates, but well, we understand. We, <laughs> we understand the first show of this type actually took place in eighteen seventy-five. Wow! This year is the hundred and thirty-second show. There were a few years where it didn't happen due to the war. Yeah, um, right. understandably, but it's the world's wow. longest running flower show that's held in the same place I understand I'm just looking there's a giant poster in the mm -hmm. room here and there's like there's little snippets of posters from all over the years is that, is that all just 1914 that's all just 1914 it's a really long poster that's crazy what 1914 wow but if you actually look at it a lot of what is on there is what we still do today. <laughs> still the same. <laughs> you know, so we have got very um, deep traditional roots. And well, the variety it, of uh, things. The way I understand it is, is, is plants aren't like technology. They don't like, you don't get a, a brand new version like you do with an iPhone every year. Mm. or you, There's no like Bluetooth added to a phone or a, a plant or something. So plants are plants and people have always enjoyed them, I guess, you know, so... And the fact that you guys keep creating such a buzz every year, um, it shows that people are really interested in it, you know? Um, how many people do you have attend, usually, on average? I'm not going to be like... Oh, I think it, over the course of the two days, it kind of ranges around about 30,000. 35, I think. 35,000 35, people. 
So the show's open from 10 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, so you see um, people come and go during the course of the day. Some people just want to come for the morning maybe, or the afternoon, or for the daytime, and then you'll see a different crowd of people maybe coming in for the evening. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and attend. I'm definitely attending all day on a Friday. I'm going to take my microphone around and speak mm-hmm. speak to people. And I think maybe next year I'd love to like just set up in one of the tents, like properly set up. That'd be really cool. Shoes yeah. with biscuit from the flower show. I'm, you sure, know. We'd, I'm sure we'd yeah. welcome you. I would love to do that. I mean, we could have done that this year, but I, oh, it's been so crazy the last few weeks. I've been trying to run everything. It's been nuts. But now we've got more sort of notice, we can definitely mm-hmm. put stuff together. Um, what have you been doing this for a while? Then have you me personally? Yeah. Um, I have been on the committee, I think, since about, um, I don't know, about 10 years. Wow. Um, and in those 10 years, what, do you remember any sort of highlights? When you, when you think of like the flower show and the best things that have happened, are there any things that kind of I think one mind? of the biggest buzzes in the 10 years that I've been doing this was actually when the Red Arrows came over. Yeah. Because they then tweeted a photograph and that evening... I was having an email exchange with the red arrow, with the red red arrows to get hold of that image so that we could use it ourselves as well, and that was just great. That's fantastic. Um, you know, I like I said, I live in Bellevue, and I could I could last year I just remember it. I could hear the music, I could hear the cheering, and I was just like, this is a flower show. This <laughs> yeah, is a so flower it's show. It's evolved into it's crazy um, good. The evening entertainment has evolved over the years. We sort of started again, I don't know, perhaps 10, 12 years ago with... Mm, it was um, about Oh no, because they had Catherine Jenkins, didn't they? She didn't and, play at night though. Right, but Bellow Head? They were the first ones. Right, so yeah. or the Oyster Band. I yeah. think the Oyster Band was the first band. Um, and so the evening has now developed into sort of <clears throat> a lot, some live music. Well, there's you know throughout history, um, music has been linked with like flowers and the moods of music and things like that. So it's really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Well, if you look at the old posters, yeah. the music is there. Um, These posters are brilliant, by the way. They're really good. Might, might get a picture of one of them if I can for my social media because I think people really appreciate that. Somewhere we've got that um, that I can email over to you because in two thousand and fourteen. Um, we did that was our sort of um, guide as to what we were going to do with the show so we actually had a a show based on 1914 in 2014 so I have got that so I will send that over to you that'd be brilliant and we'll put that on our social media let people get a feel for what 1914 was like and obviously the the (laughs) memorial year for that this is this is um, one of the shows that didn't take place because um, war was declared yeah. literally a few weeks before so they'd got it all planned and then had to cancel it because of the war so that's that's why that one is particularly um, Important. special so here's what you could have had yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so there's lots of people come to this uh, there's, you said 30,000 people there seems to be a lot of like, like I said last year lots of trucks and cars and things coming past and it seems like crazy. So there's lots of people that partake, like, like the vendors, the people that come and make their gardens here. Absolutely. And, there's um, all sorts of different types of people, from trade stands to catering outlets. Then we've got stage and sound people involved. Um, there's a big mix. So as a result, there's lots of caravans and things dotted along the... the I was walking around last week with my little boy and went to the park and um, 
he was, he was amazed by the cherry pickers. That's how we learned what a cherry picker was, because there's just cherry pickers everywhere, wiring up and stuff. Um, so, but where, like, I bet, I bet people come, come from far and wide to come they take do. part in this, yeah, so. Visitors to the show come from across the country. We have people coming internationally, um, specifically to the flower show. We have people who come and then book next year's accommodation whilst they're here so that they know that they've got somewhere to stay. Um, then we have traders that, uh, as well, we have a trader from Hungary. Hungary. Wow, that's crazy. They come all this way. I mean, it's a prestigious event, this. I mean, I've never seen a flower show like it. Um, so it's really good that we've got it in such a beautiful town as well. So not only have you got this amazing flower show, but if you were going to come from far and wide, there's so much to see in the town as well. You know? Absolutely. And that's um, the show is for the town as well. People can come and go from the show. They can go into town. They can go to a restaurant or a bar, cafe, go shopping. Yeah. It, it's good for the town as well. It really is. Um, and, you know, we've got listeners from around Europe. Uh, most of Europe listen to this show. So I'd like to encourage anybody that does listen to the show, if you're listening in Germany or France or something like that, pop over the next year, you know, if you're not here already. Check it out because it really is, especially with the weather we're having at the moment. It's got hopefully it stays. Yeah, let's hope it stays. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> We've got what a week now, so hopefully it stays the same. Uh, oh yeah, it's a couple of weeks. Um, see, this is what happens when I'm running so much going on. In my head at the moment. I forget which week I'm. I wish we had another week. So don't say that, Alex. <laughs> I wish we got another four. But yeah. Yeah. So how are you? How's the planning preparation going at the moment? Everything going to plan? I'll let Helen answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything is um, running very smoothly so far. Um, the guys that put the marquees up have done a great job. They've got them up very, very quickly this year. So, in fact, I would imagine that we are a little ahead of previous years. So, that means that the contractors can now get into the marquees and actually start bringing, uh, bringing all the interior construction together. Because what people don't realise is the fact that everything has to be built every year and then taken down every year and then built again the following year so um, it's a big job for the construction team but with the monkeys going up so early we can get in there and get it on with it. So I'm looking now there's like proper like glass conservatories and things that, that, that is our information point this is where um, from now people can come and buy their tickets or membership or find out about the flower show so that's the information point and on show days that is the um, hub of all the information that goes out and all the communications that go out and anything like that that's where it happens I mean I hate flat packing that's a hell of a flat pack <laughs> it's amazing these guys are so talented the speed in which they can now put these structures together it's literally you you sort of one in the morning it's, it's just a shell by the following evening it's completely completely built fantastic and uh, we had that amazing storm the other night did that hold anything back because it was just chaos though no it, it was quite useful because there was quite a few people taking shelter oh. under our marquees <laughs> because they got caught short in the so while you're in here guys pick up something and work yeah. <laughs> well it's really nice to see is it i mean at first i when last year i was like why is all this why is this all in the way? What's that? Why is this going here? But now I, I appreciate it. Now I understand it. Yeah. And this is what my journey has been in Shrewsbury. I mean, I've been here since 2017 and I've never I've never heard of the flower show. So now I'm learning about it. I'm like, ooh, actually, that's really, really good. Um, so what can people expect? To, oh, no, this is what I was going to ask first. 
let's do it properly Alex um, how is this show going to compare to, to last year's show um, well hopefully the weather's going to be better <laughs> after a beautiful summer last year it rained on the two days of the flower show um, but yeah so apart from the weather this we have different live music every year so who this, was it the headlined last time last year we had an ABBA reunion band on the Friday night and on Saturday night oh we had the Red Hot Chili Pipers well, I should know that Yes. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. This year we have um, Gary Mullen and the Works, a Queen tribute band, on Friday night. Wow. And on Saturday night we've got Scouting for Girls. I love Scouting for Girls, by the way. When you said that on the email, that <laughs> Scouting for Girls, I was like, oh, I oh. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was. I've been playing it around the house. My little boy's been bopping around in the kitchen to that, so I'll definitely be here for that. Uh, well, I'll be, I'm going to be like I said, I'm going to be here all day. Any that Saturday weekend. night, the Scouting for Girls. Yeah, yeah, I'll be here. Um, and you know it's, it's great so not just a, apart from the live music what are people going to be seeing this year what what, what do you expect to see um, well there'll be all the floral um, displays in the quarry marquee then we've got the professional and amateur um, displays in Seven and Dingle which is sort of from um, flower displays and vegetables all sorts of different things sort of competitive yeah biggest marrow Traditionally, I imagine it being like a, a garden version of British Bake Off, you know, they're kind of putting their displays together and, oh, you've dropped the tulips on the floor, it's not going to go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So how competitive can it get? Very. Yeah? Very, very, very. Um, the Begonia Society always hold their annual show um, and those guys are almost like professional amateurs and they take it very seriously and we have people from the whole of the UK coming to take part in the begonia side of it with the um the amateur veg and things like that again people will do it religiously i've got a couple of exhibitors that have entered 30 40 50 items because they've been growing them constantly and they bring everything um so it's it's you know and and you can win quite a lot of prize money if you're successful. So. Oh, so there's a competition here. That's well. nice. It's, yeah. There are there are classes for children. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, because I spoke to to, to Claire from Lovely Land, uh, from Castlefields, and she's she's got a group that encourage kids to get out there and grow, mm. uh, and do things like that. So what have you got going on for the kids here? Well, we have lots of children's activities. Yeah. Um, Helen, we've got. Um, Spin Sonic, who are doing um, things like um, carnival kind of thing, fair kind of thing, activities like that. Children can learn how to still walk. We've got baby dragons walking around. We've not got, real ones. Yeah, <laughs> no, not real. Yeah, it's, um, we've got Mr. Boom. There would be no flower show without Mr. Boom, who has uh, been here for at least 30 years and he entertains. And we've got sort of second, third generation families coming through who can remember Mr. Boom when he first started. Uh, who's Mr. Boom? I've got, I, I thought you said Mr. Bloom. No, Mr. Boom. Mr. Boom. Mr. Boom. Oh. Um, and all the activities in the children's area are completely free. So not only can children get in free of charge, they can also take part of all the activities free yeah, of charge. Planting. Yeah, we've got planting with um, the celebrity uh, gardener and one of our um, judges, and they always do that, so children can have hands-on experience and learning how to grow things, which is great, and which is what we're all about, promoting culture and education. Really good. 
so this is going to go on Monday so when you li- if you're listening to this and you're looking for something because the kids are driving you crazy you know, it's two if two three weeks into the summer holidays get them out here and we've got the motor we've got the imps motorcycle display team in wow. the main arena so that's always a good one for the kids they like that um, as well as dogs and ducks and we've got Marion Owen and his quack pack the quack pack <laughs> Sounds great. There's so much going on. Um, takes a lot of coordination, though, I guess. You know, has everybody got their own sort of space where to be or, the, you know, yes, time slots and definitely. things like that? There's, there's a programme order, so, you know, everything has to be considered. If you've got um, some sort of programme that you can share with me for our social media. Well, I tell you, we have an app. People you do have down- an app. That's a perfect people, thing to bring up on the podcast. People yes. download the app. It's free. They can then see the map. They can see everything that's going on. They can find out more about the show. Brilliant. Well, uh, check out the... the uh, what's it's, it called? Just a it's just stuff. Shrewsbury Farrow Show and just search on your um, app store. Brilliant. I'm going to do that. <laughs> It'll be very helpful for me. Um, make sure you download the app. You'll get to know everything that's going on. What are you guys looking forward to the most? Are you going to get much time to have a walk around and enjoy? Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> I, we have we have top quality show jumping. I always like the show jumping. Um, yeah. I am looking forward to scouting for girls. Um, we have John Tarod back with us again as a celebrity chef. And David Dominey is our celebrity gardener. So wow. we've got some good names, and um, yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm really excited. I'm genuinely really excited. I didn't think, like, when I was younger, I didn't think I'd ever be excited for a flower show. This is no <laughs> dig at you guys. Getting older. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I took part in the, the Bellevue Arts Festival. They did like an open garden thing, and we had a conversation with a young girl, and we were like, "What's the point when you really start appreciating your garden in life?" You know, and it's like it's when you. You, the weekend to spend in the garden you plant something and you appreciate it you know when you're not running around chasing the kids and things like that I think I just recently grew, grew a lawn you know I planted my lawn and I'm so proud of it you know so I can appreciate when you know you, you put months and months of hard work into putting these gardens and these vegetables together and you want people to see what you've done so you know especially if there's prize money involved mm-hmm. yeah um, so what when does this start then the, the flower show I mean, I know, but let's let the listeners know. Friday the 9th of August and on Saturday the 10th of August. Saturday the 10th of August. The show opens to the public at 10 o'clock in the morning and there's something going on all day long, whether it's something in the arena that people might enjoy or go to the food hall, go to the lecture marquee. There's all sorts of things to do. And at the end of each day, there's a fantastic firework display. I remember that last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I don't know if my little boy is. Got a bit of a phobia of fireworks. I have to bring some ear defenders. Mm-hmm. But that's all. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. And what would you say? I mean, the app would cover everything, wouldn't it? I was going to ask you about um, times for you know sort of certain events that are taking part. I mean, I guess the app would cover that. I can answer though because I can get the app. Let's get the app up. Let's let's put it to the test. Um, so the biggest events, the sort of headline of acts the ones that people rush to fireworks, fireworks. everyone wants to know what time the fireworks start and that's yeah. quarter to ten quarter officially to ten. they they um a few go off during the course of the eighteen twelve overture sort of earlier a little bit earlier on but the main display starts at uh, quarter to ten and that, finishes that by about ten is that on friday and saturday or both just, nights both nights fantastic did you want some key yeah some of the things that you would definitely recommend for people to go and look at um i mean 
go and have a look at it all. But if there was if there was an, a handful of events during that festival, what would you suggest people to go and look at? I'd send people down to the, the Seven in Dingle Seven. to get inspired, you know, to see what people what can people grow do. and what you can actually turn your hand to yourself with a, you know, little bag of seeds from... And not much you space. Know, and not much space, you know. There's some amazing things and there's a lot of knowledge down there. There's a lot of societies in there, so if you have got any queries about, you know, your roses or why your carrots haven't done very well, the guys down there will be able to answer all your questions. We walk through Dingle quite a lot, me and my little boy. We love that. Well, the, the, for us, Dingle is actually the name of a marquee as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, so in the Dingle um, is where we get all Just the on the other side of the Dingle oh, yeah, okay. is where Dingle yeah, marquee is. It's confusing. <laughs> but, um, there is a, a, a marquee called the Dingle with all the floral arts. All right, so go make sure you go and check out the Seven and Dingle. Seven and Dingle, definitely. Sounds lots, great. Um, lots and lots of different marquees with lots of different things in. For um, for the arena, we have actually a, a local. We're Perry riding for the disabled to doing a vaulting display, which oh, should be wow. quite interesting to watch. Um, that's at uh, tw- ten past twelve. Wow. On Friday, half past one on Saturday. It's repeated later on in the day. But the app really does give check it. Check the app, guys. Uh, there's lots. I could just to sit here and read it off, but just get the app. It all sounds really good. You know, you got you got bike displays, you got bands playing, you've got. It sounds really really good. Um, so where can people find you? apart from the app? Are you guys on Facebook, Instagram? We're on, we are. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We've got a great website, and we're on Instagram as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I'm going to finish with this question that I always ask all my guests that come on the show. Uh, what does I'll ask you both separately what does Shrewsbury mean to you well to me I think it's a wonderful place to live I yeah. think we're very very lucky we have um, a high street that's packed full of independent shops amazing little cafes we're not like the average high street it's a special little gem um, and yeah very lucky to live here fantastic Helen I'm not originally from here, um, yeah, so either. for me, Imagine neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> coming here, um, what strikes you the most is how friendly people are. You will walk past them in the morning and they will say good morning to you. Um, and there's always someone who's there who is, you know, really helpful, will lend a hand if you're in a bit of a jam. Someone's always there that can say, Oh, well, I know someone, or I know someone, or so it's, it's a beautiful county um, because there is a lot of people that have been here for a long time and know everything and you know they're your go-to people but for me the most not only is it beautiful but it is incredibly friendly lovely people brilliant I really like that and you know your answer echoes a lot of what what I hear um, about both of you actually you know it's a great place to live the independent business is always friendly and I do these and one day I'm going to compile them all together and we'll have this big list of what people have said look thank you so much I'm not going to keep you for too long um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this together with the things I'm going to get from camera tonight we're going to have a bumper show on Monday of everything flower show and camera and then what I'm, I want to do is everything I get from the weekend I'm going to do a follow up show you know what our experience is at the flower show right. and we'll get this out on the show which of course will be listened to throughout the world so fantastic um, guys make sure what's that sorry sorry no I was just going to say if Amanda can put it out on uh, Facebook that there is going to be yes definitely if you can give me I just need 
How do people find it? The Shrewsbury Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I'll do is uh, when I when this is released, I'm gonna send, I'll send you a link to the actual show. But this episode, I will send you a link, and the link takes you to an app. You can listen to our show on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, okay, Google Music. Send me the links. I'll send you the link, and um, we missed out the opportunity. Actually, is there anybody that you'd like to give a shout out? Any anybody? Any big sort of names? People that have been particularly helpful. You know, apart from yourselves, that are obviously <laughs> heroes of the. I I have to say that all of the volunteers. It would be hard. Couldn't. It would be hard to make a special. It is hard to single because then you get like Jeff and be like, oh, you forgot me. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. everybody works Sorry, really hard. Um, the committee give their time for free. Yeah. The volunteers give their time for free. And without those... We don't even no get free tickets. No? We have to pay still to come to the show. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That was, that was gonna be my I was going to say, can I get a press pass? But obviously not. <laughs> you can have a press pass. <laughs> but guys, make sure you check out The Flower Show. It's one of the biggest shows in Shrewsbury. Um, and people come from all over the country to check it out. If you, if you, um, this is going to go out like a, a good two weeks before the show. You've still got time to book some time off work, grab a ticket, and come up because it's going to be spectacular. You can get advanced tickets until ten o'clock on the Thursday night before. Yes. Um, otherwise, you can buy, you can pay on the gate, but it's more, it's more, um, it's cheaper to get advanced tickets. I will, I will share um, links to the app. I'll share links to where you can buy tickets as well. Um, so make sure you check it out and um, yeah thank you very much for joining me and uh, I'll, I'll be at the show as well I'll be wearing my big massive Shrewsbury <laughs> Biscuit t-shirt so if you want to come and speak to me about the flower show and you see me walk around the festival make sure you grab me or Shane and we'll, we'll speak to you so thank you very much for joining me yeah you're welcome you're very good so that was the guys from the, uh, the flower show um, thank you so much for you know, arranging that interview it's really cool to speak to you guys, and um, I'm really looking forward to representing um, the biscuit at the flower show and the flower show with the biscuit. <laughs> you know, we're uh, I'm really excited. It's a it's a, it's a high caliber show. And, um, I'm talking about the flower show, not the biscuit. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this is going to be Nori Porter coming up now, talking about Camera Beer Festival. And um, their intentions—they're doing some great things. Uh, obviously, they—they they were selling their window beers to try and raise money for the, the new stained glass window that that idiot broke, St Mary's. Uh, so, uh, just an advisory: if you're listening in big headphones now, make sure you just just turn your volume down just a little bit um, because this one's going to come a bit a lot louder than the last interview. I hope you enjoy it. I'm not going to babble on for too long. Enjoy. Peace out. So yeah, we're in St. Mary's Church now at the Camera Beer Festival. I was just saying I've never actually been in this church before. It's quite spectacular, isn't it? Like Yeah, but there's, there are so many people who live in Shrewsbury who have not been in here. That that was one of our aims for the festival, was to bring people in from the local area, give them a chance to look at it. And perhaps they'll come back, they might work with the church volunteer as guides all those sorts. I very nearly did something here we we covered the Darwin Festival oh yeah um, and we very nearly did I was going to organise a live conference call with someone in America and it was too soon we never got it going oh. uh, but that would have been really cool yeah. um, so Nori I'm speaking to right now is uh, one of the, the guys working for are you one of the planners of the Camera yes, Beer Festival yes yeah. I, I chair the working party that sets it up but there's another guy called Dave Ricketts 
uh, who works for Tanners, who are also one of our sponsors, uh, and he's the festival organiser, he's the person who's in charge of all the arrangements. I, I just make sure that everybody gets a chance to put in their two pennies worth about it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's quite big. I mean, like, I've just been stood at the bar, and always got me a nice beer of Widow. Is it Widow? Is it called? Window. Window or Widow. I thought, oh... Yeah, that that would be a different drink, I imagine, if it's called the Widow. <laughs> and it's this huge, huge bar. How many taps have you got on that bar? Do you know? Uh, there are sixty-four on that on the main bar, plus another six on the sponsors bar. And it's all locally, not no locally, but national source beer. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're all um, they're all British beers. Yeah. We don't have any uh, from abroad at this particular festival. Uh, they come from. Uh, everywhere in England and some places in Scotland and we've got a lot of Welsh beers this year that's that's really good um, I'm a big fan of like beer um, I worked out I can't drink and do this I nearly sloshed my microphone with beer <laughs> uh, I worked out um, that there are so many different beers different tastes I started speaking to uh, Matt Hocking from um, yes. Chef Sophie. Yeah, yeah. He's got um, a beer tasting. Qualifications uh, of sommelier. Beer yeah. sommelier. Yeah, and my co-host for my other show is actually from Vermont, which is oh. New England. Yes. And New England have got a bit of a revolution going on there with yeah. their New English beers and things like that. So I'm always trying different things. And um, there's a, a company called Beer 52. And Beer 52, it's a bit like um, a subscription service mm-hmm. where they send you like a box of beer out every month. Yeah. I really want to try some of them because I like trying different beers. And what a great setting to do this I mean I know this is going to go out after the um, the festival's ended yes. but let's explain what camera is okay. um, uh, the, the campaign for Real Ale was uh, founded in the early 70s when it looked like the big brewers uh, companies were going to take over the entire brewer, brewing industry and push out the traditional British way of uh, keeping beer where it's matured in the pub cellar pulled through so that it is not too gassy uh, and uh, enjoyed by millions. So Camera said, right, well, let's argue against that. Not argue against the beers, but argue against the loss of a traditional English brewing and uh, pub keeping method. Uh, So from 1971 onwards, uh, they did that and we've now got 191,000 members doing uh, our campaigning work out in the uh, out across the countries, the countries of the UK, because there's a, a, there are branches in every country, and um, the, uh, the, the the we seem to have won for the moment uh, the idea that good beer is is going to be kept in pubs. So, we're, but we're losing pubs. So we are now um, fighting to support and save pubs and the money, the surplus that we raise here, that will go towards campaigning uh, to save pubs and support pubs. And you couldn't be doing this at a better time really because there's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit of a trend isn't there with lots of like local IPAs, strange beers that people have never tasted before. There seems to be lots going on at the moment. It seems to be like, if you mention that you like IPA on social media at the moment, you're almost a bit of a... I wouldn't say you're a bit of a burke, but it's kind of like, oh, he likes an IPA, does he? You know, he's, he's honest, but I genuinely really like it, you know. And what you're saying about um, traditional beers getting pushed out by the big chains, yeah. I actually grew up in Wrexham, 
Um, right. So I'm, I'm fully aware of that because there was a great Wrexham Lager yep. factory that was there. My school was in the wind path of that factory. Mm, the smell, the, the smell, smell of the malt. We're out on our break times and all you'd smell is this really fickle kind of yeah. smell. Um, and that got taken over by Carlsberg yes. and then eventually closed down. But there was a pub there and there's a small brewery they're still making Wrexham Lager. Um, and, you know, it's, it's still quite a proud thing. So when you're saying that there's Welsh, there are Welsh uh, suppliers yep. here today, that's brilliant. Yep. It? Yeah. We, we've got, um, in Shropshire as a county, uh, we have currently 17 breweries. It, it wobbles up and down a bit, but currently we've got 17 from the large regional producers like the Salopian Brewery at Hagwell. Yep. Um, I have two very small local breweries like St Anne's at Lea uh, Cross, the, uh, which is in another chapel actually, the, the brewery is inside the chapel, and uh, the other, uh, the smallest brewery we've got is actually called Chapel Brewery, although it's not in a chapel, it's in Crifton's, uh, in, a, uh, in some farm buildings at the back of the guy's house, and he can only brew uh, two casks of beer at any one time so he runs about three times a week he brews a cask of beer uh, and that's Ken King from Chapel Brewery a great guy and uh, he's another guy who did a window beer for us for the uh, restoration fund for yeah let's expand window beer uh, I'm just drinking window not widow <laughs> and it all makes sense now after what you've just been telling me um, so what are you doing with the window beers then right um, after we'd agreed to come here and we'd arranged everything with the Church's Conservation Trust that run this building, uh, some low life broke in through the window, uh, caused £10,000 worth of damage to a 15th century stained glass window in order to make £40 out of the collection box. Uh, and we thought, well, we love this building so much, we're going to do something about that. So three of our local brewers have joined us, Stonehouse, our main sponsor, I, Ken King at Chapel Brewery uh, and uh, Chris Jones from St Anne's Brewery uh, those three have brewed special beers which were selling in aid of the restoration fund so all the money from the sales of those three will go to the restoration fund I mean what a fantastic um, thing to do I mean like this absolutely um, echoes a lot of what goes on in Shrewsbury People are passionate about their about their history and about um, the buildings around us, uh, and to do something like that is really nice. And as well to also opposite what that low life did, yeah. you know, because um, obviously no respect, um, broken for like except for forty pounds, like yeah. actually fourteen thousand pounds. But you know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So I really hope you get. Are you any idea of how close, how much you've made yet, or? Um, not yet, we're only totally uh, halfway through yeah. uh, the, the festival. In a normal year, uh, we would make a, a, a surplus overall uh, of about uh, four or five thousand pounds, and that pays for our campaigning during the year. Uh, for the, the window fund specifically, uh, we'll, it's three pounds, three pounds a pint, uh, and there's two hundred and. Uh, 10 pints in the three barrels so we're home to make about 700 750 pounds but some people are paying more than the three pounds a pint for it because they want to contribute to the uh, well. slopian pride that's what they have yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's great so apart from the window fund 
Um, what's going on here today then? It's absolutely rammed. Um, I just walked in here. There's that because we're in St Mary's. It's a huge building, right? It is, and it's full. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. full. Well, it's not absolutely full. It's, we've got about 500 people in at the uh, Sorry, we've got about 350 people in at the moment. The fire limit is 500. Uh, so there's plenty of room yet. We've got 200 seating. Uh, which is something we've not had in any of our other areas, so that's great. People have been really appreciative of that. Uh, but there's still enough space in the main area for folk to circulate, to congregate, to chat. That's why we don't have any music, other than there was a guy playing the piano earlier on, uh, who actually isn't anything to do with us. He just walked in, it was a really good pianist, walked in, sat down, he's been doing it all week. <laughs> <laughs> And playing music, we've been, we've been giving them beer in return. So, you know. Gary, we've told you before, stop playing <laughs> random people's pianos. Um, I think we started talking to each other later on last year. Yeah. Um, it was when I was just getting the biscuit up and going. I, I, I kind of no idea what I was doing. I was running around like a headless chicken. I mean, it gets like that sometimes. I mean, we were supposed to do this yesterday and I had a run out of family emergency, you know. Um, but I just wanted to say I would absolutely love to get um, a local brewery to sponsor one of my shows because <laughs> even if they just give me a couple of beers a month that would be great just um, because I'm a big fan of um, trying different beers and you know what like a lot of shows that I do I like to encourage that it's, it's a good time mm. sit down with your mates have a few beers and chat and, and they're, they're where the best conversations happen you know and the best conversations happen in the pub Exactly, and, yeah. And not necessarily only with your mates, because you start chatting to your mates and somebody else picks up the conversation uh, and gets involved, uh, and you end up with a wonderful a wonderful night, with some of it with strangers, who become your new friends, and yeah. that's the joy of pub. I have definitely made some great friends in the pub. <laughs> I'm one of these guys I can walk... I remember once, right, we were in uh, Ironbridge, we went out with a... It's when I was younger... And we went out on a, I think it was a Sunday night, and um, they didn't run by the same sort of rules as like the rest of Telford did. Yeah. And it was dead. Everywhere was closed. And we ended up in the Colbrookdale Inn, which is a proper Domino's old man bar. Yeah. We left, and I knew every person's name before I left. Yeah. I love them kind of places. So ha- to be fair, uh, Shrewsbury, is a, the pubs in Shrewsbury, I find incredibly, uh, uh, incredibly friendly places. I... I you can tell by my accent, I'm not native to here. And I arrived in 2004. Uh, my first week, I went into the Three Fishes, uh, actually to meet with a guy who's, who I was taking over from in my job. Um, was half an hour early and had six people who talked to me b- before he turned up half an hour later. So they're very, very friendly places. You get some great crack. Going on. And it rubs off on you, doesn't it? I mean, I, I remember a few months ago, I was, I was doing like some pop shop things with a microphone in town yeah. and I, I was talking to people about where they go for Christmas presents things like that yeah. and this guy was like oh, I'm sorry man I'm from, I'm from Canada and he started talking to me about how much he loves Shrewsbury the people that he's met and he was just chatting 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 and I was yeah. thinking wow this he's really really loves Shrewsbury it rubs off on people and yeah. it did with me as well I think that's why um, I, lo- I do what I do um, so this is a huge event how much planning and preparations had to go into this prior we, we start our meetings in uh, September uh, for the following July. We have a couple of months off and then we'll, we'll start all over again. Uh, uh, we'll pick a, not a theme for the beers, but we'll look at which areas we think we'll be able to pick, get beers from. This year, 
uh, a lot of the beers, as well as the Welsh ones, are coming from Bristol, uh, and that's partly because our beer ordering partner, um, uh, Matt Davis from Real Ale Direct, uh, who also does a subscription beer service, by the way, so you can speak to him. She does say, oh, that, oh that, that biscuit guy's all right, man. He's after a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and he's run a little uh, keg bar here as well, key keg bar. But there, uh, he goes down to Bristol on a regular basis and he found there's a lot of new beers and even some new breweries down there, so that was really good. So we work on that through the uh, over the winter, basically. Uh, it's been more work this year because we've had a new venue to sort out. Um, and then we have, uh, as I guess all event planners have, we have 10 weeks of total panic in the, in the run-up to the actual event. Uh, uh, but we have, a great, we have a great time to it. We meet in the Admiral Benbow uh, on, the second, uh, on the second Tuesday of the month. So if anybody wants to come and volunteer and work with us, they're welcome to come and join us. We start at 7 in the back room. And um, we... We have a great time. We have a couple of pints during the meeting, and then we're going to have a couple of pints more, and then since it's I'll have to pop in sometime. <laughs> yeah, more, you would be more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's welcome to every camera meeting. It's fantastic. I I, I love that. And then, like I said, I'm a big fan of what goes on in Shrewsbury. And you guys are, you know, you kind of illustrating that. Um, apart from this. Do you guys take part in any other sort of events that go on through shooting? It's a festival town, man. There's lots going on. Do you guys show your heads in places? Yeah, well, a lot of our members uh, work with individual breweries, but as a branch and as events, as opposed to social events, uh, we tend to be at Oktoberfest, Beth Heath's Oktoberfest. I love Oktoberfest. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Sorry? Uh, we... we um, uh, we have a membership stall. Uh, Beth uh, lets us have a, a space free for a membership stall, uh, and we, we work the the odds and sods bar, the catch up bar, um, festival bar for, for that. Uh, we and we do two beer festivals a year at the Prince of Wales in Binner Street. Uh, so they have one in February and uh, sorry, one in November and one in. Is that the one in Bellevue? Yes, yeah. That's yeah. right, by my house. Absolutely. Next right. time you go there, drop me a text and say, Alex, we're going to be there, I'll be there. I'll be there. I, 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 I guess that's going to be my local from now on. I don't really get out to the pub much, but if I was going to choose a pub, it'd definitely be that one, you know, because it's just around the corner from me. Well, it's, it's been our branch, so the whole of West Shropshire, it's been the pub of the year for that branch I four times in the last five years, so, yeah. It's yeah, it's got a, got a, good, uh, a good reflection. Um, so what? Are the, what? This is on till Saturday. I know mean, this is going to go out Monday, but this is out for one more night. What are your What are your expectations for? Are you doing like a big finale? Are you just going to carry on serving will, the beer. We'll, we'll keep serving the beer up until nine o'clock on the Saturday night. It's, it, we've finished a bit early, partly because the number of beers uh, begins. To, we can't replace a beer once it's empty. It's yeah. empty, uh, and so we don't want people turning up and finding there's only. 40 or, a mere 40 or 50 beers left. Be like Johnny Depp, where's the beer gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we finish there, but also because we then have to uh, pack up and get out. So we'll take all the pumps off the bar on the Saturday night, we'll dismantle the bars themselves, but the beers will still be up on the, the metal framework, the stillage uh, that they're on. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> a lot it of work. is a lot of work, yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, he's not here just now, but Robert Milton, who's the Church's Conservation Trust, a representative who runs this church and all the volunteers uh, who help out at the church. 
<laughs> I think he was a bit shell-shocked at the amount of stuff that we brought in, you know. Right? Uh, I, 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 I mean, he kept a smile on his face, I'll give him that all the way through, <laughs> he's had a smile on his face. Uh, but it's a, it's a bit of a surprise to see how much and how many people uh, come come into the building. You're paying it forward with the window as well, aren't you? You, you bring in something to the church. Yeah, well, you? and we're paying to hire the building as well. So yeah, we're putting about forward for the community too. And as I say, I hope we started by saying I, the uh, folk are in the church for the first time, and we hope that some of those people, I will actually, I say, well, I'll help out at this church. I'll, you know, at this historic building in the centre of Shrewsbury, I want to help out. It's not as though it's a religious duty to do it. It's a historic building, uh, much loved by tourists. We've had, we've let tourists in all the way through the week. Uh, so I mean, somebody could come down tomorrow uh, and get. Uh, uh, I get a band that will allow them to come in, not allow them to drink, and they can come in and have a wander round and then go oh, back out. Yeah. And we'll, if we're back here next year, we'll continue that process because it's been good for us uh, and good for the church. So they can get to still get to see the, the this beautiful building. It's a, it's a building that you can imagine being used in a, in a, a medieval-themed movie, you know? It looks, just looks unchanged. Um, what's the uh, what's the feedback been like then? I mean, you said we've got like 300 people in here now. Has it been like this all week? I, yes. Well, Wednesday night was members only, so that was a bit lower. That was about 200 members and members of the licensed trade who had come along as well. Uh, uh, and then uh, yesterday, I think our high point was 373 uh, people, but that included Martin Ward and 23 ukulele players who were here for a tour of the church. I've seen those guys, they were great. They were on the, um, on the Salopian not long ago, not the Salopian, the, um, the Sabrina, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I did see them. And uh, I remember one time actually for the light switch, I walked into the market hall and they were just playing across the whole market. They're brilliant, really, really good. Well, look, well done for this because it's great and I love that you're bringing people together. Um, it seems like a really responsible thing, like there's nobody, no lager louts jumping around or anything like that. It's great. Yeah. Shows that you can drink responsibility, uh, responsibly. Sorry, um, the cop has killed me on the way up here. It's so hot. <laughs> and people are just having fun, sitting around tables, eating food, drinking beer, and having a good time. And thank you for inviting me as well. You're more than welcome. Uh, um, all our events, welcome. Yeah, we, we, I will try to because I, I know me and Shane, are, you know, we, we like a good beer now and again. As uh, with our other show, it's pretty much just a chat down the pub. That's what we do. <laughs> I think this weekend we're drinking Agua Diente uh, oh, from right. Colombia. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, a spirit you drink. Um, you get drunk, and apparently the next day you're sober. Uh, not ha- no hangover, no nothing. Hangover. It's great. So we're going to be drinking mm. that. Oh, that sounds like a myth to me. <laughs> oh no, I've, I've drank it a few times. Feed, feedback to me on how that one goes. Uh, we were talking about uh, different cultures and things. Actually, my wife is from Colombia. And we, every like 18 months or so, we'll go there, and it's just a completely different culture. There's no like going to the pub, going to the bar and buying a pint. You buy a bottle for the table, and you'll enjoy it. And yeah. some, most of the times, it's aguardiente. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to one of your meetings, I'll bring a bottle. <laughs> okay. So. Well, um, good luck with the rest of rest of the festival. Thank you. Um, thank you for inviting me, and yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Okay, thank you very much. I think we, we can definitely do something a bit quieter next time. We can come around my house, we can have a beer, <laughs> and we do a proper interview. Oh, okay. But yeah. Thank, okay. thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. How's it going? So we're still at camera, uh, beer festival. I'm chatting to Jerry. Jerry, what's your name? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. Um, and we were just talking about 
how great it is to have this 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 beer festival in such a historic, beautiful building, right? I mean, this is almost heaven. It's not West Virginia, but it's almost heaven for me because my favourite beer festival in my favourite building in my favourite town. So absolutely fantastic. And it's a great use of the building, I think. Everyone's been very respectful. And, of course, it's raising a lot of money to, you know, for the Historic Churches Trust that looks after this building. Yeah, they were talking about um, a lot of the ales here are going to fund, hopefully help to fund the, the, the reconstruction of the, the window that was broken. Yeah, that's right. So, I, so, so uh, I mean, the biggest contribution is just the fact that they paid for the venue, and that's going to, I think, the biggest single source of income for the church, this church, this year. But they also have some special ales called, you know, the window ales, for uh, uh, one of the stained glass windows that was sadly broken uh, in a robbery recently, and all the profits from that go to restoring that window. Really, really good. So... Um, I see you've got a number of wristbands on your wrist. How many days have you been here? Uh, well, there have been three days that it's been out so far, and I've only made it for the three days. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I like that. You've been, having, you've been enjoying it, yeah? Yeah, I have. I mean, and the great thing is that, you know, people don't overindulge. They don't even have pint glasses at the festival, so the whole, whole thing is about variety, quality. Tasting, yeah. Yeah, tasting, not necessarily amount. I mean, most of what I've been drinking has been in thirds, you know, so... I've been drinking Little Rebel. This is what I'm drinking yeah. oh, right now. it's a good one, right? Nipa, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, uh, yeah. 13%, and yeah. I was like, I wanted to come here, have a few light drinks and not make a fool of myself, yeah. and I'm drinking 13% yeah. beers. <laughs> it's not a good idea. No, no, that's... A, that's it's, I'm trying to remember what style of beer. That's the uh, barley wine, isn't it, that one? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a barley wine if it's up at 13%. Yeah. I was just chatting with Nori yeah. and I was just saying... Nori's a great guy. He's a great guy. And I was just saying, like, I'm a big fan of, like, just different beers, you know? Yeah. My best friend is in um, is in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. It's New England and they've yeah, got, like... Yeah, I go to the States a lot. It's a yeah, great part yeah. of the world. Yeah, so they've got so many different, like, the revolutionary beers from yeah, over yeah. there. I like just trying different things and, and this, uh, this little rebel would definitely kick my... I'm so glad they sell it in thirds because it... It would, uh, it would lay me yeah, out. Yeah. No, I mean, the States has come on in leaps and bounds. I, I mean, I put, I've always had to go to the States a lot because of my job and, and stuff like that. And when I first went out in the sort of mid-80s, you know, fresh from Shropshire, it really was the uh, beer desert of, you know, laws. Oh, you know, basically Michelob or Budweiser. Bud, Bud Light, man. Yeah, the wrong sort of Budweiser, not the good stuff. Um, nowadays, I mean, from about 1990, you know, the whole craft beer thing took off. Now it's one of the great beer countries of the world. The US yeah. is one of the great countries, as yeah. is England, as is England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, a common joke I have is um, so a guy with a show that I work on quite regularly was drinking a, a glass of Stella Artois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm drinking classy beer. And I was like, <laughs> you know nothing! <laughs> the right? cheapest beer in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm short of money, what will I drink? Okay, I'll just have the Stella Artois. Well, beer culture is great, isn't it? Like, yeah, you don't yeah. understand. The t- and that's why I love some of the old-fashioned... I mean, I feel bad going... I drink old speckled hen, but it's a yeah. great tasting beer. Yeah, it's good beer. Or, yeah. a lot of Bishop's Finger. That as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, old speckled hen, you know, Abingdon, the sports car it's named after. Where when I was, I just when I first left Shropshire and I was actually living around uh, Oxford and Abingdon, I used to drink a lot of old speckled hen. It's a great beer. Yeah, I love people that source things like, especially locally. The Salopian selection over here is great. Like, uh, a big shout out to Ed Crane, by the way, who. Um, I mentioned mead a while back on a show, and he was like, I'll give you some mead. Yeah. And he brought me some shoes, B mead. Yeah. Uh, locally sourced mead, and I was in my element. Right, well, in the nicest sense, I'm really envious, because I've tried some great Shropshire beer, some great Shropshire cider, and some great Shropshire wine, but I'm up for the, for the mead when I get a chance. 
So, what are your plans um, here? Are you going to stay here for the next two days? Oh, well... Uh, well tomorrow, is Tomorrow, that's right, yeah. So there's a fourth day, and I might only make the four days. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so what can you do? But, yeah, that, that is my plan. It's yeah, such a shame you can only make four days out of four. <laughs> I know. But such a slacker, such you, a slacker. You, you've got to think, you've got to think about family and career, haven't you? You've got to have a balanced portfolio. But yeah, yeah, I, I shall come for a couple of hours and try a few. And I, also, I think we should give a great shout out for all the volunteers and all the people who put work into this festival. I'm just a regular, you know, Joe Soap um, camera member. But the guys who put the work, guys of both genders, who put the work into this, fantastic. Brilliant job, it really is. I've just been speaking to a couple of vendors now that are really just awestruck in like, the power of the amount of people it's brought in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not just about like, the people that come through the door, it's about the other vendors and yeah, yeah. pubs, speaking to pubs, yeah. and it's all about communication, you know? Absolutely. And, and tonight, I mean, obviously, I suppose unsurprisingly, but tonight, Friday night, is uh, the busiest session so far. But always good humour, always good humour. I think people who've never been to beer festivals, I chat to them, I wonder as they have a... Um, quite a misleading kind of idea of what they're like and they're basically full of people getting you know drunk and disorderly absolutely the opposite of that you know obviously a fair amount of ale is drunk but generally you know good humoured well behaved well that's what I just said I did a Facebook live and I was like you'd think like 300 people sat in a church drinking beer would just be a recipe for mayhem yeah. but it's not it's not such a good atmosphere not at all yeah brilliant right. okay one last thing before we go yep. I've just had that little rebel yep. I need something light now to drink what would you recommend Ooh, Salopian gold is always a safe bet. Salopian gold yeah absolutely alright I'm going to go get that then cheers mate thanks Jerry bye bye well there you have it guys that's this week's episode of The Biscuit I appreciate it's a bit of a mishmash of an episode, but <laughs> I haven't had an awful lot of time to have a play with it. To be honest, you know, the biscuit is a, is a is a passionate it's a passion project for me, um, but family is more important. So me scooting off to Ireland was the most important thing. Um, so I hope you enjoy that, and I hope you check out the flower show, which is on the uh, the ninth or tenth of August. We're going to be there, especially all day on the Friday. I'm going to be there walking around and come say hello. I'm not just going to shove a microphone in your face. Just because you said hello to me. If you want to just say hello and give us some support, you know, uh, you'll be able to see me because I'm wearing a big T-shirt with the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast all over it. And, you know, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. I'm not going to blabber on too long. This has been quite a long episode. I hope you guys, weekend, week, um, life, hey, peace out, guys. <laughs>